Hello and welcome back to the Men You're Not Alone podcast. This is episode 85 and it is somewhat of an installment of what has happened to men. But I've got a gentleman sitting across the table from me today. His name is going to be Lloyd Braun. So Lloyd, welcome to the Men You're Not Alone podcast. Hello, glad to be here. That is my name. Also, Dr. Van Nostrom, you can call me too. How old are you, Lloyd? I am 53 years young. And are you married, divorced? I am currently married. I've been divorced, and now I'm married again to a different woman. Okay. Yes. And then do you have any kids? Yes. Two of my own. My son is 30, my daughter's 27, and my wife has um, a 17-year-old son and a two daughters, 20 and 24. Mm-hmm. Yes. Blended okay. family. Yes. All right. So think back through your childhood. Oh, boy. Is there any kind of story from your childhood that other men might find interesting? Oh, my childhood. Long time ago, my childhood now. You know, but um, one in particular, my brother and I uh, in South Florida, we used to pick football games. Now, we're very young. I might have been 13, 14. He was eight or nine. I'm about four and a half, five years older than him. And we would, they would have cards. They were called football cards. Little did we know this little place we were going to was a mafia place. And they would let us play. So we would pay our $5 and we pick three games. Well, one week we won. So we went in to collect. <laughs> they weren't having it. <laughs> they were trying to throw us out. But then the head goomba must have came over and said, pay them their shit. It was 25 bucks. So back in the early 80s, that was good money. So we took our 25. Later in life, we, later few years, we found out it was mafia. <laughs> and it was, <laughs> that was my first introduction to organized crime. Not knowing that later I'd be on the other end of the spectrum. But that, that was a pretty cool time. That was a good story. Well, I'm glad you mentioned you mentioned that. So, what is your prof- like your career life was like? Because you stayed in a position, or you stayed in a long time. Yeah, 26 years from '88 to 2014, I was a sheriff in the uh, southeastern region of the United States. Retired um, at 40. I started at 19. Retired at 44. Okay. So yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of things there. So now, as far as the sauces that belong on a hamburger. What are they, or what mm, is that's it? That's a very that's a very deep question. Now it is. Yeah, I didn't expect. This I have that discovered quickly. that every yeah. man. Okay. Although, although the questions definitely get harder as you go. I don't think this, they could be harder than this. This is much let's, harder let's, than the first let's one. Let's try. You got your ketchup, your mustard, your mayo, hot sauce, uh, chili. You can put on there salad dressings. Mm, I don't know if mac and cheese is a, is a sauce. No, that's I, not a I sauce. I would definitely. Uh, the mac cheese, and cheese is a sauce. sauce. You can put yeah. mac and cheese sauce on it. Yeah, once you've so, got the mac, yeah. it's no longer a sauce. Yeah, it's a well, meal. We'll, we'll we'll agree to disagree there. Yeah, but um, <laughs> what about a bratwurst? So if you change to a bratwurst, bratwurst is uh, mustard, sauerkraut, again, hot sauce, some chili, you know, stuff like this. No Italian dressing though, stuff like that. No uh, salad dressings. On what it. about mayonnaise on a bratwurst? Uh, would you would do have, that? That would be uh, that would be a hard no. For yeah, me, me yeah. too. Yeah, can't do it. Surprising number of guys say mayo. It's okay to each his own. On a bratwurst. You know, when they're ready to uh, get serious, they'll understand that's uh, not too good. Yeah. What about hot dog? Oh, hot dog, mustard, ketchup, sauerkraut, again, hot sauce, chili. That's about it. All right. Well, Lloyd, what's something that in your life you would still like to accomplish? Oh, so much. I mean, how much time do you have? I don't know how much time you have. <laughs> you got about 25 minutes. <laughs> Well, I've always l- wished I could climb Mount Everest. 
try to swim the English Channel and learn how to properly spell the word yogurt. Three big ones. Yeah, I'd skip the last one. Yeah, look it up. It's tough. Somebody is. Somebody right now is looking. Uh How do you spell yogurt? Yeah, they've grabbed the phone out of the (laughs) console, punching it in. I love it. Gotcha. And they're on G right now, trying to figure out what the next letter is. Is it an E or a U? Is there a silent letter in there? Well, Lloyd, uh, tell me about a stormy period in your life. And I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring Lloyd back. We don't have a lot of time to record this right now, but he's got a cool story, especially coming from the angle of law enforcement. But yeah. but what? Tell me briefly about something in your life. Well, the the stormiest part I will give you the worst of the worst was my probably my twenty third, twenty fourth year on the force. So it would be about. 2012 area. I was going through a divorce, moved out of my home, renting a room, and I, depression and anxiety was sitting in terribly. And I didn't even think I was going to make my career, and I I got help. So the first thing I want to stop right there and tell any, anybody listening to this, if you are dealing with anything like depression like this, go and get help. I checked myself in. If I didn't do that, I, I would not be here right now. So you can let your mind go where it has to go there. So, I mean, you had reached the point of being suicidal? I the point of the end, yes. The pain was so bad, you have to, you have to get the help. And my first day in, I was, there, I was checked in for three days, and I got proper medicine. I'll never forget the doctor's name. I know I can't reveal him here. We'll just say Dr. Van Nostrom. Okay. Very good friend of mine. And he uh, was there for me the whole time. The medicine worked. Eventually, I got better. And now I can say I'm no longer on any meds or anything. I still remember that time, but I've moved on. It did take a good few years before I got, I did reach my retirement, obviously, I, and I did all that. But if I didn't get the help I needed at the time, it would have been, it would have been uh, tragic. And that was, the, that was the worst of the worst of my life. And so, but when you found yourself at that point where you... You had moved out. Was it a cumulative total of perhaps a bunch of stresses in life or was it? I think it was the entire marriage. It was terrible. I had gotten married because my ex-wife had gotten pregnant with my son. And then my daughter came along after and I thank God for my kids. But it was a very brutal marriage. I was a battered spouse uh, from almost the whole time. A lot. It's usually the other way. This time it was... It's actually not statistically now. It statistically, is 50%. It is 50%. Okay, I didn't know that. Yes, it is a that. lovely wow. shift in culture. Yeah. And in the beginning, it was like I laughed it off. It was, you know, because she really couldn't hurt me. But after a while, the mind, it affects the mind. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, you get wrapped in the face. Because you're not the kind of guy that's going to haul off and drop some woman uh, with a punch not. on the side of no, the head. Of course not. I'm... I was a powerlifting strongman champion. I'm yeah. not going to do that. Of South Florida, many years, and it just wears on you. And I think that culmination, and then move, having to move out, and my kids, and just and how old were your like how old were your kids? My kids at that time were seventeen and twenty. And my son had just come back from a two year tour of the Navy, and my daughter was there, and she knew something was wrong, and it was just devastating. It just ripped my heart out. So, uh, cannot urge you guys enough. Please do not deal with this alone. Go get help. It's there. Medicine works. Modern medicine works. Prayer, of course, the Lord. But go get help, guys. Do not go through this alone. 
Very important, I have to tell you. So, and as you went through that, that let's, let's just keep it at that little storm. It's not little. It's one of the most significant moments in your life. Yes. So did that did that change how you live your life? Absolutely. And how did it do that? Man. First of all, it got it got me closer to the Lord. Okay. You know, I'm speaking on myself. I am I'm a believer in in the Lord Jesus Christ. I was saved then, but that even drew me closer to see how dependent I am on him because that <sighs> The devil attacks very, very hard, and only God can bring you out of that. And then just how I dealt with people. I really didn't understand the illness of depression. Having gone to class in, you know, we had to go to in-service training every year. We had to watch suicidal inmates. We had to transport them. We had to deal with that. I never really understood it until I went through it. So I had a different perspective now on people suffering from that and how to deal with people. So life-changing, for sure. Did it make you a little more maybe empathetic sometimes oh, to an inmate? Of course. Who just – could you recognize – like, could you spot them when you saw them a little bit? Based on my experience, my knowledge, and my training, you could see it in their eyes a lot like I saw in my own eyes. Who's faking, who's not, but we have to take everybody seriously. I took everybody seriously. And not just for them, just in general, dealing with people. We don't know what they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis who we run into. So I changed my tune. If somebody pissed me off, I didn't respond in anger or that I, I, I would remember what I went through. Maybe they're dealing with something and try to lift them up in any way I can. Yeah. So it did. It changed the trajectory of my walk with the Lord, with mankind, everything. We'll flesh this out a little more because I do want to bring you back for a, a more detailed story. But it, by the time you, you separated from your wife, you move into this place, you're very much a senior officer oh, God, at the yes. sheriff's department. Yes. So in a nutshell, what is it like when you're a senior officer like that? Or are you going to – did you go tell all your fellow guys? Oh, I told nobody. No, I I checked myself in anonymously and and told my captain that I was just sick in the hospital. I think I Oh, so you even it. kept it even when you were in, you yep. kept it. Yep, but then long story short, somehow they found out, somebody found out and it got to the 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 majors and they sent me for more evaluation. So I had, once I got out and was cleared, I had to go back and make sure I was fit for duty again. And I was officer in charge too, so I was a sergeant a lot. I was I was a supervisor a lot. So a couple of weeks went by, and I was able to go back. They said I was fine, and you know everybody. W- and they keep it, of course, only the upper command knew. My okay. my peers in that didn't know. I revealed it to maybe two of my closest guys. That was it, and I still contact them today. I've been retired for seven and a half years, and of course they're very close with me, but. Then I went back and because I was worried I wasn't going to get my pension at the time, but I was able to do the next year and a half, 18 months, and I got my pension. Praise God, all glory to the Lord, because I worked so hard for it. And the devil almost took it from me, but he failed. And the Lord succeeded, thank God, and I was able to do that. Yeah. And 26 years is a long it's tenure a long in law time. enforcement. Especially going in at 19. A lot of people don't know. That's the minimum age you can go. Most guys start their careers in their mid-20s. is like really early. And 19 is ridiculous. Yeah. So right out of high school, I graduated in August or June, whatever it was. I was 18. Then I turned 19 in October, and I was hired the next month. I'm still the youngest on record for that department. It was 19 years and like three weeks old or something. So that, in a sense, almost raised me. Yeah. (laughs) So going in that young was a lot. So anyway, thank God the Lord brought me through it, yeah. 
if there's a boy or a man sitting somewhere in the world, at, and at this point, there's no telling where that man or boy might be. Yep. Are there any any words of encouragement that you would impart to that man or boy who may be going through, maybe not the stormy period you did, but it's also exceedingly likely. That may not be from being in law enforcement, but they may be sitting on their bed right now tonight or sitting on the floor saying, I just can't do this. Yes, you can. My words are, yes, you can. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And you are not alone. That whatever you're going through, this has been happening since the annals of time. Yeah. And have gone through this. And you will get through it. And it doesn't matter how strong you are. I was a, a lifting 350 pounds on the bench, squatting 450, deadlifting 500. All doesn't matter how strong you're on the outside. It's a condition of the heart. It's your heart and your mind. You have to be of good mind and thought. Get the help needed and you can, you can do this. I promise you that. I went through it. You can, you can do it. Well, Lord, thank you very much for being here. And I, I sure do appreciate it. Yes, you're very welcome. I appreciate it. And I'll bring you back because I do want to unfold more of your story. Absolutely. I, I would like that. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this and I hope somebody out there is, is getting a blessing from this. Yeah, I want to be able to reach out and touch the law enforcement community a little bit more than I've been able to. Sure, so, sure. I wanted to know. Yep. And I think hearing from you will will help more than one of them. I sure hope so. All right. Well, thank you for listening and I will catch you on the next one.